Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we will continue our series of Less is More. Solving the biggest problems in publishing. The Lessicon. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie, for always being my best audience. So, you know, the thing, as we discussed last week, there are 1.3 to 1.5 million new books being published every year, in addition to the 20-some million books already in print that your book has to compete with every single time. So the way that a lot of publishers have made up for these diminishing sales, publishing even more books. Can you see how this could be a problem? Definitely not. Please explain it to me. <laughs> and the more crowded the field gets, the more difficult it is to find your child in the grocery store. Wow. Um, is that, that was like a mixed cow. Bring in some more metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like you go to the bookstore and um, I mean a question I see all the time is like why is every single book I encounter a New York Times bestseller and you're like because that's the ones that people make space for on the shelves right? because they can't risk making space for the ones that are like unknowns or unproven you know yeah like where are all the weird books we know they're being published what Nobody told me about this. We're trying to publish some of them ourselves. So part of that is like less is more. Yeah. Is that like as an acquisitions philosophy? As an everything philosophy. Oh. Like please expand. Bookstores aren't like, oh, there's twenty two million books in print. I'll have them all. You know, they're like, which ones are the best ones, like, that are most likely to appeal to my customers. Right. <laughs> you know? And whereas, like, publishers kind of operate more on a, like, oh, well, this is what was offered to me. Oh, it didn't really come out as intended. Oh, okay, well, I guess we'll have it come out anyway, and it'll sell okay. Or, like, oh, these were the ones that were offered to us, so those are the ones we published. And it's not really thought through, I feel like. So, I mean, the simplest way and the most succinct way I could put it is, like, by a Q... I'm sorry. Ooh, yikes. By accepting, acquiring the right books and putting the right amount of effort and focus into them, you will sell more books. Dang. Rather than... By throwing spaghetti at the wall all day long. Yeah, which is... And, like, why is that the publisher's modality? I have no idea. It I, sounds expensive. 
it, it is. And and then I'm like, is the, are the, is this the thing? You know, and, and I run into this all the time. This like sort of other conjecture that like this is just the publisher expecting the author to like make up for their like sloppy mistakes. And I don't. I don't even know that it's that. I I, I think it's more like so and so went and got a different job in the middle of like this book's development cycle and the new people didn't know what the hell it was so it kind of that came through in the development you know and then we had to publish our 100 frontless titles and you know so we know these six will sell and these 94 like well you know like seven of them will be hits. Is it a write-off? Is that why people do that? No, because still at the end of the day you have to sell books. <laughs> you know, like you don't you make... buy a bunch of scratch-offs. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> you pay less taxes, I guess, but then it's also like is the point to you know, like a write-off is only good if there's something to write off. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, like, how do you how do you practice this doctrine of less is more? Like, can you walk us through like a few decisions that a publisher of our size or smaller might make differently? With that in mind, so it's kind of like if some if you're on the fence about something, you don't take it just because you're on the fence. You sit, you like express all of the deficiencies of the book. You say these are the things that readers and account buyers are going to identify so let's see if we can resolve them mm-hmm. and in a lot of i mean what i do in a lot of cases is i talk to the author and i level with them and if i can see a way forward i say if you're willing to do this this and this we can make it work and then when they falsely agree to that then i have to deal with the fallout and or you say, like, here are other publishers that would be far better at actually, like, landing this plane. Or you say, you know, like, here, these are going to be the biggest problems with this book. And that one, like, you can't really put that on the author to work out because they're just not, like, they're going to have, like, sort of, they don't have as much knowledge or experience as a publisher does so they're gonna like have sort of misguided ideas about ways to work it out or think that like people are just going to look past them but again the problem is like with you know 22 million books to choose from people don't have to look past deficiencies they like can find another book that lacks them you know so that's why like you, you don't want to contribute to the problem you want to contribute to the solution where you like if you make something really awesome that has like a very clear value proposition and it's like really clear what it is and who it's for people are going to be like oh this is awesome end of conversation they're not going to be like well the reason I didn't pick this one up is you know xyz and you know, and this is kind of the weird world we live in now. Yeah, I feel like something that a practice that we've changed since I started is we used to fight for every book. Like, we would fight to publish every book, no matter what barriers came up. And now we're much more likely to cancel a book if it's not working out. Oh, that too, yeah. To be a like, book that we know we'll, we'll, we'll be able to sell. Right, like if, right, even after acquisition, we will often cancel if it 
not often, but occasionally. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. Often compared to our relative past, you know, because it's like, yeah, you don't need every book. You need the right books. And you don't want a book that's a compromise. Right. For anyone. Yeah. yeah. Like, you want everybody to understand why you're doing it the way you're doing it. Totally. And then also, like, same thing with, like, a cover or with, like, a production value. Like, if it's not working, we're much more likely to be like, okay... Yeah, that sucks that we spent however much money on that cover, but it's not the right cover. We'll draw a new one. I know. Mm-hmm. Not a great situation, but way cheaper in the end than publishing a book that won't sell. Right. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at Microcosm. On Facebook at Microcosm Publishing. On Instagram at Microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.